podcast. How are you coping with stress as a result of the lockdown, as a result of COVID-19 stress uh, brought about by many things, not being able to be with family and friends, stress of the loss of income, the loss of employment, the loss of life, the stress of the potential loss of life, your life coming to a standstill. It can be and naturally is an incredibly stressful period for us all. And so we're in conversation with Dr. Miriam Close, who's a specialist psychiatrist at Crescent Clinic. Dr. Close, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you are well. I, I, as well as one can be under this period. When I was in primary school, uh, we, 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 did, we drew two very important charts. Uh, one of the charts had to do with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the other had to do with uh, st- how that impacts stress or the levels of stress. I have no idea what the second chart actually looks like or how it plays out in the real world. <laughs> but let's start with a technical uh, and then a layman's definition of what stress is. Um, So if we could understand stress, it's about the body coping and it's actually a usual response when we experience stress to abnormal circumstances. Especially in this time of COVID-19, we need to understand they are extraordinary. It's it's unprecedented. So we need to know that we're doing the best that we can in the situation as it is at the moment. So it is about acknowledging that our bodies will be feeling quite overwhelmed. Mentally, we will be feeling quite frustrated because this is quite a new and novel environment in which we find ourselves. So it's about utilizing various skills in order to cope in this uh, challenging time. And, and and these skills that we need to cope, uh, are we born with them? Do we acquire them? Do we rehearse them? Where do they come from? Yes, we do have them, but we have to practice. So they're simple techniques, and it'll be about maybe starting with, you know, taking a breath, acknowledging, as I said, the first thing, this is extraordinary times. We're doing the best that we can. Take a deep breath, you know, take a pause, take a moment to self-reflect. See what resources there are available that we do have in terms of friends, family, colleagues, community, and um, that we can look to uh, for support. Look internally in terms of what is available. Um, and just also making sure you're looking after yourself as well. As I always explain to, to my patients, you know, when we fly, remember these days when we used to be able to fly, and then uh, they would say the oxygen mask would come down. And what would they always say? Put it on you first. Yeah. Right? So this is a case of you need to be okay for your tank so that you're able to look after your needs. You are able to also look after others. That always sounds so uh, noble. And so uh, it, it's sort of those things you, you respond to by saying easier said than done. If you're a parent Absolutely. and your kids are not in school, if you if you, one of your family members are sick, if you're a caregiver, if you're a breadwinner, uh, it's, it's it's very, very difficult to say, uh, look, I'm, I'm going to be selfish here or I'm going to put myself first to ensure that my well-being uh, is important. Look, logically, it makes sense, Dr. Close. If you take care of yourself and if you're in good shape, you can take care of others even better, right? But how do you, how do you make that shift to be able to realize that uh, at some point you really have to ask yourself, am I okay? Absolutely. So it is about just being acknowledged, you know, taking a step back, doing an inventory just to make sure, basically scan, if you would, your body from top to toe. How are you feeling? Are you breathing? You know, have you slept enough? 
Are you eating? Um, are you doing some sort of physical exercise just to get the blood flowing in, in your system? You need to just take that five minutes just to breathe deeply, just to say, I'm important. I need to do this for myself, that um, I am important. This is important so that I can also attend to what else is needed. And five minutes, you know, we'll start slow. We'll start building it up just to give yourself the time to, to focus on, on your needs. Can so I just touch on... Splash some water on your face as well, just to, to change the, the, the temperature. Very, very interesting uh, point you're raising there. And, and, and you know, oftentimes uh, people say, hey, if you just breathe a little bit better, if you focus on breathing well, um, you, I've taken a yoga class or two and I've been told if I breathe better, I can, I can handle stress better. I never understood the relationship, mm-hmm. Dr. Close, between physiology mm-hmm. and psychology. Do you mind explaining that for us briefly? Certainly. So it really is, you know, the mind-body connection. It's about as simple as when you are stressed, what we actually land up doing is hyperventilating. You actually start breathing very shallowly and uh, superficially and very fast. So we're not aerating our system and our bodies need the oxygen to feel good. So it is about stop, just stop. And then it's about taking a deep breath in, really filling your lungs so that you're getting all that oxygen into the system. Because what do we need to aerate? We need to oxygenate our brains Mm, so that we're able to function. So it's as simple as when you're not breathing um, uh, properly and and getting all that oxygen in, you're not able to provide your system with the energy that it needs to do all the various uh, skills that we are requiring of it. So that is, you know, from a simple basis just taking that time, and it's about putting in that boundary. It's about saying, this is important, but so am I. I need to make sure that I'm okay first. And it's not about being selfish. It's about, you know, being able to make sure that we are doing what we need so that we can help ourselves and others. So it's actually quite selfless. Mm-hmm. You know, in materials engineering and, and, and uh, even the finance guys use this term a lot, stress test. Uh, what it basically means in, in layman's terms in everyday life uh, is that you once you have something built, a model or a, a, a piece of thing that's physical, uh, to know if it is good enough to put out there, you have to stress test it, place it under different circumstances where it will yes. receive a great deal of rapid, frequent and continuous impact and if it survives that and if it withstands that force that continuous force it has passed the stress test do we do that as human beings do we stress test ourselves to prepare ourselves for instances where we will face that daily continuous and rapid force I think every day we are undergoing a stress test to various degrees, be it the exam you have to do just by, you know, dealing with what is my day going to be be bringing, you know, in terms of the uncertainty of the human condition, especially in this time. So I think what you're speaking about in terms of human uh, skill is resilience. I think it's also about, Mm. you know, the acknowledgement that if you are stress testing and a little thing, so just putting in that boundary, just putting a, you know, having a routine, knowing that today I'm going to be getting up, I'm going to be sticking to my routine, that achievement that we've been able to do simple, small steps that are measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-measured, you know, the SMART acronym. Yeah. It's also about that will therefore also increase um, our belief in ourselves, and therefore this will be, as you were asking in the beginning, is this practiced? And here we are. 
this will be a practice, you know, start mm. small and keep building up so that we are, are, um, are passing the stress test. Sticking to the stress test analogy, um, you know, a stress test gives you good information about when a certain piece of material will reach uh, end of life, so to speak, or will reach a point of exhaustion and you kind of have to replace certain parts to keep the machine going. Um, for human beings, how do we know if we've reached our stress limit? And right now I need to take a break. Right now I need to shut down and I need to relax. I need to breathe. I need to sleep. I need to uh, disassociate for a while. How do we know when it's time for that? How do we know even if we need to approach professional help? The big thing for me is about functioning. So when you are at that limit or as you start approaching it, hopefully before you get there, um, then it is more difficult to reach out. It is more difficult to ask for professional help. So it's about when you are not, as you've said, all these lifestyle factors that you have been doing, you're not doing them. And it's also when you're starting to say, and the mood is changing, becoming irritable, becoming snappy, when you're not able to, to feel that you can face the day. So when your functioning is starting to become impaired in terms of your interpersonal relationships, in terms of you can't get up and face, you know, getting to work, albeit remotely from home. So when the functioning is starting to, to be impacted upon, then you need to know, please speak to somebody. This is when you need to start saying no in an assertive manner, because also I think assertive and having boundaries is also about protection, protecting your needs. It's about delegating. If you can ask your, your teenage child to maybe assist with certain things. So it's also about reaching out and getting the community which you find yourself to also assist you. Dr. Miriam Close, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really, really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me and and, uh, stay safe to all the listeners out there as well. Thank you so much.